You'd be so surprised on the amount of claims that we have for dog bites. It's crazy. Go. All right. Are you looking to buy or sell real estate? You've got questions, and we've got answers. Welcome to the show. It's going to be great. Featuring Matt and Jen from Home Team for You. And now, without further ado, it's Matt and Jen. Hey. All right. Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Stodder. I'm Matt Cornstead. And we'd like to first introduce our team member guests that are with us today. So first, I'm going to introduce Michelle Albert. Tell us a little bit about you. Hey, guys. Um, Yeah, I'm Michelle Albert. I've been with the team for three years now, and I moved to Madison about five years ago from South Dakota. So Where? South Dakota. Okay, just checking. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's... A little bit about me. Get a cute dog. You basically have kept yes. the team running tip-top shape. Yeah. All of our accountability. Michelle has been our taskmaster, and now she is a realtor on our team. Yep. So <laughs> she will be killing it doing real estate. So we're really excited about that. And then I'd like to introduce Nathan Grajeda. A little bit about you. Hello. Uh, I never know where to start with me to say a little about me. I will just say, hello, I'm... Born and raised Los Angeles, California, and I've been in Wisconsin for about six years, and I joined the team late last year, and yeah, I'm uh, loving it. So are you a Rams fan? Rams? No. Okay, Actually, you can stay. don't hate me. I'm a Pats fan. Like, <laughs> That's even worse. Oh. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> but but it's, it's for a ridiculous reason, which is just that NFL blitz on the N64. Oh, yeah. That's what I used to play and always play as the Pats. So. Uh, no excuses. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse. No. You, you also, a ma- also a magician too, right? Yeah, magician, musician. Oh, we're pulling you on the next podcast for <laughs> oh, magic man. tricks. Yeah, you mm-hmm. should have brought some magic tricks. Yeah, I saw you throwing some cards and you should see this guy on TikTok. He's pretty amazing. Just <laughs> magic tricks on TikTok? Uh, in one of his um, TikToks, he oh. was showing how he did his cards and it was like they floated in air. Yeah, Can you levitate? Do. No, but <laughs> I, I spent way too long with the deck of cards my whole childhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we also like to welcome Austin Weaver to the show today. He's going to talk a lot about insurance with us. Yeah, he's with Country Yeah, Financial. thank you, Matt. Thanks, Jen, for having me. Yeah. All right. So, when it comes to insurance, Austin, what are like the number one things that people really need to know? Uh, you gotta be covered correctly. I would say, you know, number one, um, make sure that, uh, you have more coverage rather than less. Um, make sure you're getting your home valued properly. Um, it's not, you know, insurance is in place when you need it. Um, and it's not, you know, I think people have a misconception that insurance is supposed to be the cheapest thing in the world. Right. You know, we always get bombarded through media, you know, save 15 percent or more. You know, Um, it's all about save, 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 save on insurance. But it's the it it is like you're paying for a reason. And um, don't always think that just because you're getting a better deal, um, you're getting better coverage. Sometimes that's the circumstance. But insurance is not supposed to be the cheapest all the time. You get what you pay for, and that's a perfect saying for for home insurance. 
Um, but yeah, definitely make sure you're getting your, your coverage uh, or your, your home valued properly. So what would you say is like an average cost per 100000 for a home in the in Wisconsin area? Is there an average number that you can throw out? Average number per yeah, so, 100000 so I would say the average uh, home insurance policy. Um, let's say you bundle the home and auto, which is what most people do. It's typically around seven, eight hundred dollars a year, okay. something like that. Um, on the you know, on the more high valued homes, it might be nine hundred thousand, but um, anywhere from like seventy to ninety dollars a month, I would say. Um, it really just depends. Um, it's a big variety, but yeah, probably like three hundred, two hundred fifty to three hundred dollars per one hundred thousand, okay. probably something along those lines. It's a good number. Yeah. So, Michelle, what have you ever wondered about insurance that you want to ask now? Yeah, so I guess one question that, um, you know, like when I was looking for homeowners insurance and stuff is, how do you know that you have enough coverage? It's a good question. Um, You know, what I would always do if I were a client, I would ask for a breakdown of the replacement cost valuation tool that they're using. Always ask your agent, how are you coming up with this number? You know, they're gonna, they're gonna, well, first of all, you need enough to cover the loan, most likely, whatever, whoever you're dealing with as far as a mortgage goes, um, you're gonna need to cover the amount of the loan on the home. Um, sometimes you might have to cover the purchase price, but that's first thing first. In order to close on the home, you need to cover the loan amount. Uh, I don't know many lenders that are going to let you get insurance for anything less than the loan amount. But that's first thing. Second thing, always ask your agent for a breakdown of how they're getting to their number. Sometimes insurance agents will just throw out a number, 200000 Okay, well, how did you get to the 200000 You need to, and they can produce a document that shows exactly how they came up with that number. You know, zip code plays a factor, the amount of stories of the dwelling, square footage, what is the siding made out of, is the basement finished? All of these play a huge factor in coming up with the valuation. And then also, you know, being specific, oh, my house has a balcony. Uh, It has a, uh, you know, two French doors. It's got, um, you know, a theater inside. Um, those are all specifics that we can include in the valuation to make sure that you're covered correctly. Hey, Austin, I got a weird question for you. When you're figuring, uh, yeah. if let's say the house burns down to the ground, is the uh, do they have to re- tear out the basement and then rebuild from the basement up, or do they use the ex- existing foundation? Yeah, so um, good question. That's why we built into like the valuation and we always ask, is the basement finished? Um, Dependent upon what's been done to the basement, there is coverage in place for building back in a finished basement. What about just Um, the concrete itself? What's that? The house completely burns and all that's left is a concrete basement. Do they, is that have to be redone or they just use the same basement walls and concrete basement? Yeah, no, if, if there is damage done to the concrete, it will it will be replaced. Um, I mean, the, the process is we're, we're gonna, we want to make sure we build back your home 
brand new to make you whole again. So if there is damage to the foundation, we're going to build back or repair um, whatever needs to be done. And that's, you know, that is part of the valuation. Um, if it's only, you know, $200,000 to rebuild one story or the top story and not touch the basement, then we're going to insure your home up to 250000 to finish off the basement as well and fix the concrete and foundation that needs to be worked on. Got it. So when there are issues and people want to make claims, I know there are claim centers. Do you as an agent still yeah. sometimes get calls from people thinking that they should call you and you have to calm down panicking people? <laughs> yeah, no, I actually, um, every agent does it different. Every company does it differently. Um, so I, I'm with Country Financial. Uh, we have a really great claim service, especially in the Midwest. Um there are claim centers and there are always hotlines, 24 hour hotlines that the clients can call to get the quickest service. Really when they call me, which is oftentimes what they do and that's fine, I'm their agent, so I need to take care of them at all times. And that's kind of what I tell my client um, once they decide to go with me is, you know, if you need anything, here's my cell phone. But, there, but really it just prolongs the process so let's say they have, um, let's say they have a, a fire claim and there are a lot of details about the claim that our claims adjusters are going to need to know. If they just call the hotline number, they're going to be able to explain in details what's going on, what they need, and it's going to get done a lot quicker. If they call me, I'm going to then have to call the claims department explain everything. I might not have all the details um, or might forget some details or whatever it may be. And then there are going to be some holes. Um, whereas if, you know, to make it more efficient, they should always just call whatever hotline that company has. Um, and, you know, depending upon how the company is ranked or how good their claims department is, it's they're going to handle it accordingly. But it's always best to go directly to the claims department. And yeah, most companies, most insurance companies do have those claim centers set up in each state. So when somebody calls you, have you ever like gone out to their house or like been there during events or how does that work? Because they show that on the commercials yeah. <laughs> where it's like, oh, they just called in and there's the insurance agents out there handing them a check and their That's house works, is still right? yeah. burning. That's how it works. Send me a so check. it's not quite like that? Yeah, no. No, so, <laughs> I mean, usually it's not going to happen the day of. Like, I mean, that's a pretty awesome insurance agent. Whoever, you know, that client should be very It might have just been a commercial. Agent. It's a printer in the truck of their... I... It's print out the check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of uh, commercial clients. Um, so business insurance. I've had claims break-ins, theft, I'll go the day after, make sure everything's okay, make sure everyone's safe, talk them through um, a claim and how to proceed. I luckily have not had any home claims um, that are super significant to the point where I would need to go out to the client. Um, it's more just auto claims. Um, but in that situation, I mean... Yeah, insurance agents will go out to their clients' homes. I'm not sure it's necessary. Um, it just depends what's going to make the client feel best. And this is something I ask people yeah. in 
pretty much every industry in so insurance obviously what's the craziest like claim <laughs> either you or your you know company like that you've heard of even like what's you know what's one of the like anomaly stories we like this one mm-hmm. well i was just so yeah when we had our my presentation to a home team for you this morning um i kind of went over two that um i i haven't had any crazy horror stories thank goodness yet in my career uh, knock on wood. Um, but my clients have been pretty easy so far. I have, I did reach out to other members in our agency at country for Southern Wisconsin. And I got two that are, you know, they're not super crazy, but there's things that you probably happen a lot more often than you think. Um, and they just so happen to happen. Uh, happened to a couple of the clients that are a part of the Southern Wisconsin agency. One of those is um, a woman bef- at, before switching with us did not have her wedding ring um, scheduled on her policy separately. This was a $9,000 wedding ring, a beautiful ring, and before switching, had no insurance. A week after switching the country, luckily, our rep was very thorough and asked, do you have anything significant value that you would like to, you know, schedule separately onto your insurance? And she's like, she proceeded to say, yes, I got a $9,000 wedding ring. Let's schedule it. Perfect. Everything was good. Next week, husband slams the car door accidentally on her hand, chips the wedding ring, and now she's got $6,000 of damage because the, the stone was chipped. Um, and prior to switching with country, she would have not been able, she, she would have only gotten up to, I think, 2000 So the moral but, of the story is because she her husband smashed her finger in the, the car, she just walked away with the cash and he's gone now. <laughs> we're embellishing just, your story just saying but like and then what happened to her she went to florida with who i heard she lost her finger the down payment on a new house <laughs> oh man there are so many ways i mean there's like a lot of crazy things that people can do to you know file claims i've i've heard of people faking that they've hit a hit a deer, <laughs> you know, what they hit? and then towed their car as a comp- comprehensive claim uh. and then new car out of it. You know, I've heard of some crazy things, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I personally have not had to deal with anything like that. Um, knock on wood, but yeah, I mean, you can get pretty creative so with how you, uh, you claim things. With most insurance. important question is, <laughs> sounds like it. the most important question is dogs or cats. Are you a dog or a cat person? <laughs> I am one million percent a dog person. <laughs> all right, so everybody who's you'll up. ask my girlfriend. She has uh, she has two cats. So for um, all the buyers who have dogs, is there anything they need to watch for? Is there certain dogs that are have issues with insurance companies? Really, <laughs> again, right? I know it's kind of <laughs> objective, don't like but <laughs> I hear pit bulls really don't like car insurance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the labs just chase after the cars. You'd be surprised. There are a lot of claims of dog bites. Um, Certain insurance companies will have only a certain amount, like a limit of liability coverage for dog bites. 
country, we have, you know, whatever the liability is on the home. Some people will only give a certain cap because there are so many dog claims, uh, especially in the summer, especially with a city like Madison where you got people running, walking all the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, Rottweilers, pit bulls, um, those are probably the main ones that we see um, being excluded from policies. What's really going to make, like, what's really going to be denied is if you've had prior liability claims of dog bites. If we have someone that has a pit bull in their house and it's pretty um, tame, um, we're not going to just completely, like, deny them getting insurance with us. Um, it's really going to be on their history. I suppose like, if you have multiple claim, multiple claims against some your dog companies biting somebody, deny deny you having that kind of a breed. So yeah. it can be tricky when being a when being an, a pet owner or a dog owner. Uh, you need to you know take it take into consideration because you your current insurance carrier might reject you. I've heard um, that those turkey deep fryer things that people <laughs> use are really like bad for insurance and that they cause house fires. Have you heard anything with that? I have not. <laughs> you haven't. Um, I, I haven't heard of Turkey. I don't even know if I know what that is. It's a bunch of oil heated up hot. Yeah. <laughs> there's hot. actually a, an agent that used to be with Stark and he put a Turkey deep fryer in his garage for Thanksgiving and then he burned his house down for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh Thanksgiving. Yeah. I've heard you really should not deep fry your turkeys. It's, dangerous <laughs> yeah so just so you know I, next thanksgiving it's, it's coming yeah it's delicious <laughs> now that my i said dad, it out loud my dad cooks a turkey so i i i'm hands off as far as that goes can you please have him try it in the garage <laughs> yeah garage with a, a deep fryer, fryer, and, fryer. And, and videotape it and let us Thanks. know what happens <laughs> yeah be All sure right. to check your coverage i'll make sure yeah check have a fire coverage. extinguisher handy <laughs> yeah right exactly mm -hmm. <laughs> um yeah but I've, I mean, you talk about like deep fryers, as far as fire goes, the number one thing that we see um, as the main cause of a fire is um, wood burning stoves. Um, we talked about that earlier, but yeah. Yeah, you could burning stoves, it is, a, it is the, an insurance carrier's nightmare. So if you're buying a house and it's got a wood burning stove in it, you're your carrier is probably going to ask to remove it at some point uh, to not be non-renewed, um, or you're just going to have a surcharge on your home insurance. We have two wood-burning fireplaces. I guess we're just going to get dropped. Well, we have a stove <laughs> and a fireplace. Okay. I mean, some some insurance companies are more lenient than others. Um, typically, just rule of thumb, if you have a wood-burning stove, if you don't care for it too much, if you're really adamant about having it at, in your home, keep it, whatever. But um, it, it's, uh, it's a Jen's hazard. a pyro, so <laughs> yeah. we'll probably be keeping that. Yeah, what about those like, <laughs> corn-fed stove things? Yeah. Aren't those a thing? Are those dangerous pellet, too? Pellet heaters. Mm -hmm. The cor oh, corn pellet, yeah. Um, so actually since we started, um, since Country Financial began in Illinois, a lot of homes have wood-burning stoves, but primarily pellet stoves. Pellet stoves aren't as dangerous. How can that That's possibly be different? Because one's wood, one's not. It's still fire, y'all. Yeah. 
Again, I don't I know the sealed, logistics though. of it or the science behind it, but what I've heard is that pellet stoves are, you know, they're better than wood burning. Um, yeah. What about fire pits? Outside. <laughs> as long as it's not inside or too close to the house, distance, you should be okay. I was going to say, is there a distance required from the house? What, what yeah, about, there are. There's so many requirements. Like you have to have the flooring around the wood burning stove, like specific tile. Um, you have to have a certain, there's like guidelines on how far it's got to be away from the wall, how far off the ground it's got to be. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of guidelines. We actually have, usually when there's a wood burning stove, we either have to get the serial number of the stove to make sure it's, you know, it fits our requirements. And then also just like the measurements, like I, I would have to go out, get a ruler, um, take pictures of how far away it is from the wall. Um, yeah, it gets pretty, pretty detailed. <laughs> um, I think I heard too before that, like you can convert a wood burning fireplace to gas, but you can't convert a wood burning stove. Is that correct? It all depends on the size of the pipe that goes from the fireplace out. Gotcha. So if somebody put a gas fireplace in with an eight inch or eight inch pipe, then you could still go back to wood. I think it's eight inches and then six inches for gas. Mm. But I, yeah. I think I've heard that wood burning yeah. stoves like can't be converted because of I don't know however they're made. It's just the venting, the pipe, the exhaust. Gotcha. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. See, Matt, you know way more than me about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I leave that up to our underwriting team. I just say, hey guys, is this gonna work? And they let me know. And they say, all right, we're going to need pictures. I'm like, okay, <laughs> we'll do. All right. So we've burned some houses down. Let's what try flooding them. Yeah, what about flooding? <laughs> talk, talk to us about uh, some flooding issues. What's happening? Yeah, I think flooding I think flooding's a misconception that, um, you know, your basic home insurance policy is going to cover any kind of flooding that happens. Uh, that's not true. Um, most, like, Mostly all home insurance policies don't include that. You get flood insurance separately um, through different carriers in the state. We do offer that. Um, so I am a little familiar with flood insurance. I've wrote a fair share of flood po policies. Um, typically, you're really not going to need a flood insurance policy if you're not in a floodplain uh, or next to a large body of water. Not saying it won't happen but that's what we typically see. Um, but yeah, you use your FEMA maps, which shows if you're near floodplain or not. Um, flooding is any seepage into the home from outside of the foundation. Um, so like if, if a normal pipe bursts or something like that, that's just, that, that is covered under your home policy. If, if like the bursting of a pipe, um, sewage backup, into your home um, or through a sump pump that is also covered. What um, if the if you, damage is because uh, of something that uh, you did or the homeowner did? Like they turned off their furnace and then all of the pipes <laughs> froze. Broke. Would that be covered? Um, yeah, so there's so many gray areas and like, this is something for an adjuster to answer. Um, typically, with pipes being frozen, uh, and I don't want to give you guys any false information here, but with pipes being frozen, 
it's it's a covered claim. Um, we get into this situation where we're talking about owner occupied and what's not occupied. If you've been away from the home for like two months and you turn off the pipes and it's been vacant and the claims adjuster sees or goes through the, you know, files a claim, the insured states that they haven't been there for so long and they turn off the pipes because they knew they weren't going to be there. They knew the, the um, home was going to be vacant then you might be denied your claim. Um, if it's one of those things where, you know, you're gone for a week um, and you came back and pipes froze, that might, that, that could be different as far as the claims adjusters go. Um, but yeah, typically bursting of pipes is, I mean, that's always covered under home insurance. Um, sewage backup, uh, unless you, elect to have that coverage on your policy it's not covered but it is a you know it is something that you can add on to your insurance let's drop a tree in a house so if a tree falls in the house and there's a car in the garage how is that covered is it a separate policy because it's homeowners and auto or is it just homeowners yeah so um there's what's called a uh there's a type of coverage that you can elect onto your home policy so that you only have to pay for one deductible. Um, but typically if a, if a tree falls on the home, it's damaging the home and it's da damaging the car. Um, same as if there was a fire and it burnt, if you had an attached garage and it burnt your car, it destroyed your cars and your home. Those are two separate claims. Two separate deductibles. Okay. Property inside the household does not include vehicles. They're above a certain amount. Um, if it was like a, like an ATV or something like that, or something small that you have scheduled separately onto your home insurance, then it would be covered. It'd be one claim. But in this instance that you're talking about, it'd be two claims, one for the auto and one for the home. So what if your, your son backs out of the garage and, uh, <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. Well, I don't have a son, Matt. <laughs> so, Not yet. <laughs> so what if your your uh, your son leaves and leaves the garage door open, and then somebody steals the car? Is that just under auto, or is that under home because it's separate? So if the car gets stolen, and then out the, of the garage, car goes and like robs a grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> so are you talking about the home? being damaged at all or, or they just they come in they steal the, the car and they leave yeah just so the, the sun leaves the garage door open somebody comes in the middle of the day and steals the car interesting because that just happened to us <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's yeah, weird no that's not a odds? home claim that's uh, <laughs> uh that's an auto claim uh it's directly affecting the auto and it's it's stolen but yeah that actually was very that was the first time that anything like that has really ever happened to our family because we've always grown up in a very small town in Illinois. Mm -hmm. So people leave their doors unlocked. I mean, like, right. nothing like that happens. So <laughs> it was kind of a wake-up call <laughs> moving up to Madison. Yeah. <laughs> and we, uh, yeah, we just got our door, or our, our car take. We were all home, too. Yeah. It was wild. It was the weirdest <laughs> thing. Whoa. That's nuts. All right, well, we are just about at time. So if you want to uh, maybe give your contact information yeah. so people can reach out to you. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, if you need any any assistance with your insurance, call 815-766-2665. Um, I'm Austin Weaver with Country Financial. Uh, happy to help. Also, you can email me. It's austin.weaver, W-E-A-V-E-R, at countryfinancial.com. All right. Awesome. Cool. Thanks thank so you. much. Yeah, we'll be. Yeah, slow. thank you guys so much, Matt and Jen. Really appreciate you guys having me on and uh, take care. All right, All right. Thank you. Yep. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. All right. So good stuff. You guys Ooh. learned a lot about insurance or what? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to yeah. be a little bit more careful now in your lives. I still so. think the uh, stolen car of the garage is crazy. That's, yeah. That's yeah. A book. yeah. That's one for the books. And I think it's even funnier that it took him a little bit to realize what I was like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he was totally like, I don't have a son. We're like, but you are the you son. You are the son. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think he has a brother, so maybe it was oh, his, brother. his brother. So we can't automatically It might have been his sister. Oh, his oh. sister? Okay. I kind of remember that maybe it was her that... Okay, we've officially thrown your whole family <laughs> under the bus. So The entire family left the garage door open. I'm not sure. Someone left the garage door open and... Keys may have been nearby as well. No, I didn't, I didn't they, they, hot, they hot wired it. I think and then they hot wired off it. Off to the high V yeah. to it's rob nuts. it. Why not? They robbed the high V. They robbed well, the high V. Of yeah. all the places wow. Yeah, because they got a call. Like somebody came over to their house to report when they reported the car stolen. And then that officer got a call that the car matching their car just <laughs> robbed the high V. Of all places, the high yeah, V. I don't think their car was ever found. What? So. Yeah, I don't know if it was ever found. I didn't know you could still do that. Like, I just, I, I, you're I, a magician you're from <laughs> LA, but everything is so trackable nowadays. Like, I feel like it's impossible to steal a car almost like, unless like, I don't know. Isn't it like an hourly occurrence in LA or something? Yeah. In, in East LA. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, probably well. like a minute. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but that's different. You have you have people that have a chop shop right there. It's like okay, well, it, it's, <laughs> just go pick it up after they're done. Yeah. Like here it's like, I don't know. That's, I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like it's impossible to like rob a bank or steal a car in 2021. Maybe it's it's, naive. it's it super easy. Often, I've I've played GTA enough times. <laughs> you steal the car and then you go to the paint shop. You change the colors. And the police can't find you. That's right. Uh, so if my car gets stolen, his Jacob. name is Jacob. I'm that way. <laughs> our, contact our producer at. <laughs> no, it's super common. They'll like watch for. People to just like leave their cars for like a second too, especially in the winter where we like keep our cars running and whatever. They'll watch for you and they'll just run right up and grab it. They don't really care if I think they another one of them or not. Another one of our team members got their car stolen like right at the same time. It was about a week later, but within his, that same week. But he, had it, he had his running. He was one of those that left it running. Yeah. And then it got yeah. so far away from his fob and it shut off. I think that's the way the audio no, they worked. crashed it. Well, they crashed it because I think it shut off. Like he got so far away from his key fob that it turned the car off. I don't know. I think it was a young kid that wasn't a real good driver. No, it was like four blocks away and and the kid crashed it and then got out and ran. Yeah. Did you guys ever see that TV show where they have the car and it's like tricked out and then there's cameras that are hidden in it and it locks? Oh, that would be awesome. I think it's, yeah, I think it was set in like Los Angeles and Miami and New York or whatever. And they, it was called, I think it was called Bait Car, I think. Oh, I think that's right. I like that. And That's they, awesome. Yeah, they get in there, and then they'd be like, oh, and they'd, like, start calling their people or whatever, and, like, think they're getting away with the Ferrari, and then it would lock them in, and then... Then it was like, da-da-da-da, you're on bait car! That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep, TV it's series. Pretty heavy. 135 episodes, five seasons. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right, okay. It's wow. legit. Wow. It's, it's a thing. <laughs> 
All right. We know what Matt's doing tonight. Yeah. Oh, he's going to binge on bait car. No, watching. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That or that island where they're drilling holes for gold. Yeah. Anywho, Those let's days. go ahead and um, sort of switch topics. And um, I was thinking we could chat a little bit about the low inventory right now. So what are you guys seeing out there with the market right now? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely low inventory and things are, are going quickly. Um, and that's actually a topic that I was thinking as well, you know, uh, right along with the low inventory talking about how to be competitive as a buyer because, you know, with low inventory comes more buyers at the same property. and Sellers are getting so many offers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, we even heard just this week a team member was competing it with, like, 33 offers or something. Like, that's just crazy. How do you win? How do you win, Michelle? Well, um... <laughs> Michelle, how do you win? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just about being smart with your offer and being prepared ahead of time, knowing what sort of things you can put into your offer in order to be competitive and figuring out what fits for you. Sometimes it comes down to the fact that um, you're getting a loan and someone else has cash, and that's just kind of unfortunate. It's hard to beat that unless you have really good terms and maybe maybe their terms are a little more tough. Um, but it's things like trying to cover a little bit more on the inspection, um, coming up with a little bit more to cover appraisal if that were to come into an issue, if appraisal came in low, um, if you can offer a little bit more to still get a little bit of a higher price than what the appraisal is for. Um, that Those types of things can be really good, too. Um, if, you're, it, if you're a seller, what does that mean to you? It, it, I mean, it means more money because if... List now. If you, yeah, yeah. List now. We need you. Um, <laughs> list at the right price and your home will go quickly. That's for sure. Um but if someone's willing to cover appraisal, that gives you more money because um, if that appraisal comes in low and their loan's not going to give it to them, but they have the cash to cover that, then you get a little bit more. Yeah, in this market, you can give your opinions, but Nathan, what do you think? Is this one of the best times that a seller could be on the market to be able to... Yeah, like I mean, ab absolutely. And, and you know, talking with people like insurance and lenders, it's like interest rates have also never been this low. It's, it's a, I mean, it's a really good time to buy. Lenders are looking to work with you. They're looking to help, you know, find options and, and get you in your house, in your dream house. And, you know, so if you're a seller and you're not in your dream house, which it's COVID, it's, it's been COVID season. Like people are thinking about it, you know, like. We have a season now called COVID. It's COVID, COVID season. season. <laughs> it's COVID season. It's like construction season, season roadwork season, COVID season. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. All of that. <laughs> but it's like, if you're not in your dream house, then it's like, this is the perfect time to sell. I mean, it, I, I mean, it really is. So let's play devil's advocate. I want to sell my house, and yes, I can make a ton of money, but then where am I going to go? So you guys as agents, what can you do extra for people to be able to find them that property that nobody else can find? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have a thing called a priority access program, actually, with our team where we will go that extra mile for you. We um, can look at listings that are in delayed. So they're coming soon, but they're not totally out there on like, you know, all the various websites yet. Um, but we uh, can also do things like newsletters. So if there's a particular neighborhood or a condo association or something that you want to be in, um, 
we can send out letters and see if we can find a seller for you and be able to have what's called a single party listing to where you're not in competition with other people. Um, and for sellers too, I mean, if you're, you know, your house isn't ready really for, you know, all the staging and photography and things like that, or um, you work from home, so being gone for showings can be difficult. If a one-party listing sounds great to you, that's something that we can do as well. Um, and that's something that we'll go out and try and find those listings for our buyers. Yeah, our team has a, a bunch of different ways that we can go about finding those yeah. off-market opportunities. And in this market, that's really how you win. So when people tell me, well, I won't be able to find anything, I think, oh, yes, you will. We'll do it. <laughs> We'll make it happen for you. Mm-hmm. 100%. We're always hearing of properties that are coming up as well. So it's like there's a lot of things that um, you won't, can't just go on Zillow or Realtor and find it because things are going a lot before they hit the market. I mean, so it's uh, having connections is, is definitely a way to win. And we're looking at uh, middle of January right now. So in about the next month or so, you'll start seeing more and more sellers come out. So get ready yep sellers come out when uh super bowl's over super bowl's (laughs) over and especially this year they tend to wait a little bit longer they like their grass to be green their flowers to look good but buyers come out before that so but there's a lot of them that are going to want to sell because they probably waited from last year and now it's like okay now i really got to get to florida or i really got to go here or so and so graduated and i gotta go so it's going to be a thing Yeah, and really, even if you are looking to wait, you don't really want to move until spring or whatever the case may be, now is a really great time to talk to us and just find out what you need to know. And um, if you're a buyer, learning about how to be competitive and how to find off-market opportunities. If you're a seller, what do I need to do to get ready to list? Yeah, so all your first-time buyers need to start getting their ducks in a row and financing lined up and get ready to go. Now's a really great time to do that. Yep, because those houses are coming. Yeah, yeah. If if you're a seller, too, and you're cluing us into your needs and where you want to be, you may think there's no way that somebody would be like, yeah, I'll wait till May. Oh, watch. There's a bunch of people that would wait till May. So uh, if we know exactly your timing, we can market your property in such a way that uh, it works with your timing. And with the seller's market, it really makes it advantageous. Mm -hmm. All right, let's talk a little bit about home appreciation. (laughs) If you have... (laughs) Good segues here, people. You like that? I thought we were done with appreciation. Okay, so if we're getting off of appreciation, why don't you talk to me then? What do you want to talk about? I thought you were going to continue with uh, this or that. (laughs) Jen, chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Ooh, Ooh, okay. Ask her dairy or non-dairy. Ice cream or cake? Uh, Non-dairy ice cream. (laughs) Non-dairy ice cream. Okay. Mm -hmm. That was it. That's what I got. Jacob, Jacob, cake or ice cream? Oh, man. Gluten-free cake. (laughs) (laughs) Likewise. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I go go ice cream all the way. Really? All right. Does anyone here not have allergies? I don't don't have allergies. Are you either? You should have said really? you're allergic to cats. I'm allergic to cats. Oh. <laughs> I thought we were talking about food. Okay, my dad has always tried to say he's allergic to cats. Guess what? Always had a cat. 
<laughs> so he lost is, is what you're saying he lost the battle yeah does he live on claritin <laughs> like yeah. he claims he's allergic to everything honestly so you know makes sense Jen yeah. didn't develop her allergies until we met well i was gonna say 19 so no it was 18 when we met when so Matt i was 18 it. Yeah, pretty much. Poor Matt's mom. She was like, she's a nice girl, but she seems to be very sick. She's sickly. Sickly, because I'd, I'd walk, I'd always have my bottle of Pepto-Bismol with me, because I was always sick. That's great. What did Pepto do for lactose intolerance? Well, I had tummy problems. Hmm. Yeah, you did. My fiance's family does <laughs> that to my, me. None of them have allergies. They're, they're all like... <laughs> well, that, that's good. Not having allergies is awesome. Jacob, what are your allergies? Uh, it's just gluten. That's it, and it's and it's asymptomatic too, which is like annoying. I had to fight with my doctor for years about it. So what does that mean? It means that if I eat gluten, I don't get sick. Then are you actually allergic? Then yes. How do you know? How if does you don't... that work? Uh, I'm also a type one diabetic. I guess we're just letting my whole medical record <laughs> out here on the podcast today. What's your blood type? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I know yours. Yeah. You're an O. That's right. Why do you know yeah. that? Because we were talking about it. Oh. It's important. You're not in any of the I good conversations. Anyhow, if you're a type 1 diabetic out there, you might also be a celiac. Go get <laughs> tested because autoimmune deficiencies run in a little pack. You get one, you get another. Wow. So I got tested for it, and the doctor said, yep, you're celiac. Stop eating gluten. And I said, why? It doesn't make me sick. I like it. And they said, because you're going to die. And I said, <laughs> Okay. No, I don't care. It's delicious. And uh, <laughs> then eventually I just I just weaned myself off. Life one. Care. <laughs> yeah. Life one. Yeah. So it's, gluten it's, and sugar got to stay away. Yes. It's I, not necessarily a bad thing, know. though. Well, no. I mean, if, Probably healthier than the if I eat a diet that's super healthy that you're like every person's supposed to eat, I'll be fine. It's just I live in America and I like things right. that aren't healthy. So <laughs> it is hard. And there is stuff that's non-gluten anyway. So that exists. Yeah. yeah. Salads. <laughs> Salads. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> Don't they have like non-gluten bread or something? Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 I have some in my fridge. Yeah. Yeah. Glutino's my favorite brand. If anybody you have to keep it uh, refrigerated. <laughs> What's that? I said Char's pretty good. Char's? Char. That's like S-C-H-A-R. Whatever. It's a European brand, but they got out of pick and save with the yellow bag. No, I, haven't, I haven't tried it yet. I just stick to Woodman's. Woodman's is awesome. They all got there too. Aisle 23, baby. What up? <laughs> What's <laughs> their slogan? What's Woodman's slogan? Icaramba. 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 There might have been a TikTok about that. Yeah. That's how we know. <laughs> Matt's like, what is he doing? <laughs> Did you do that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is he having a I seizure? I crumba. I crumba. Is he having a seizure? <laughs> <laughs> he might be having a seizure. Crumba. But don't they have a slogan? They have like a tagline, like a song, don't they? Um, do they have one? Yeah, just like that. Yeah, like that. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. You got better prices. <laughs> We're employee owned or yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah. Or your mattress is free. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like that. Song. <laughs> yeah, sing it again. I, that was probably no, right. Thanks. I think that was right. It's Woodman's. Right. Yeah. Right. That's what you yeah. said. That. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my goodness sake. So we've totally gotten away from real estate, y'all. I want to talk about appraisals. Appraisals? <laughs> or appreciation. Appreciation? Again? <laughs> <laughs> you want to go back? To I love appreciation. People do love appreciation, for real, for real. And I love appreciation. Uh, well, 
What is appreciation? Some people might not even know what it is. We just talked about it and didn't even explain what it was. I know. Appreciation, Michelle. <laughs> appreciation is like when you have an asset, it can either depreciate or appreciate. Depreciation means that the more you use it, the value goes down. But with like a car and things like, like that. Car. Yeah. But like with, with homes, it appreciates the value can continue to increase. Mm-hmm. So all of the people that are in their homes every year, their homes tend to appreciate. And then when we come in and we're telling them what their value is, we're figuring in that appreciation. So if we have a good number, that makes them happy. Can I ask, why does a house value go up by 6 or 7% in a year? It's not like the house did anything. It's like, why would the price go up? What lack of inventory. So it's, it's, lack it's of inventory. inventory. It's supply and demand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No supply, demand goes up, which drives the appreciation. It's also interest rates are so low, that's also helping the appreciation rate go up. This is why Matt doesn't want to talk, talk about appreciation. Yeah. He can't say it. It's hard to talk. <laughs> Words are hard. Yeah, it is. It's a hard word. Does does inflation have anything to do with it? Or is it just supply and demand? Just supply and demand. <laughs> All right, then. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> Michelle's looks doesn't, like she's confused. Well, doesn't inflation kind of come from the supply and demand a little bit, too? I mean the the money supply inflation, the fact that yeah. like the government's printing out money like crazy, so it's like everything just has to go up. It's like the value didn't really go up. It's just like your money doesn't get you as much. True. I don't know. Well, so you think there's going to be another bubble? Inflation uh, could affect, affect yes, your gluten-free I bread. I don't know. I don't... <laughs> That's that's a diff- <laughs> that's a different kind of inflation. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> a, a similar word. <laughs> I don't know. After all these podcasts, I'm less convinced about a real estate bubble. But I do wonder if there's going to be another kind of bubble which could impact the real estate market. Maybe there's a stock bubble uh, pop because stocks have been just going up insane this past year. To me, it seems like there's no reason, rhyme or reason, why Apple, let's say, went from one trillion valuation like two years ago, and now it's like three trillion. Like, there's so a what lot. Could, of, what could happen if, if the stock market starts going down? What could people do? Invest. They buy real estate. They buy real estate. It's so, really good. So if stock market crash causes real estate, it could because they're pulling their money out. They of the pull stock their market. money and they put it in a safe investment. That's us. So That's us. so then. The one thing that will affect the the real estate market is interest rates. So for whatever reason, the government decides to increase interest rates, that'll affect how many people are out there looking at houses buying them, which will increase the supply. And the way it's looking, they're not going to mess yeah. with, they're not gonna mess with interest rates. Every time they mess with it, it makes the stock go down, everybody gets sad, then they yep. don't mess with it again. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what would affect it. So it's weird because right now the Fed is keeping interest rates low. So stocks are going high. So everybody's putting money into the stock market. But you're saying if they took money out of the stock, but real estate's also going up. It's like everything's going up. So it's like, it seems like there's a side of the equation here that's unbalanced. Everything seems very unbalanced right now between stocks and real estate. Like everything's just going up. You know, when the market had the big crash in kind of 2006, 2008, Real estate was negatively impacted because a 
appraisers were just giving any value on properties and loans. They were giving lots of loans that were 100% loans that didn't have any kind of backing. Nowadays, appraisers are really had held to a higher standard. So we aren't going to have that kind of issue where the homes aren't worth what uh, people can sell them for, which uh, I think that's going to keep us from having trouble in our market. You think, though, at some point, I mean, appraisers basically just use what sold comparables they have. So... If but the they mark, have to if, be real. In the in the yes. past, there was there was nothing. But there, was, you're not going to see a big jump from from one season to another because they still have to have a comparable sale to that house. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be as crazy mm-hmm. as it could go up in the stock market because ours we're a lot more <laughs> regulated. Even though it doesn't seem like it, the appraisers keep that from happening as as much as we're like, why isn't my value in? If it doesn't really have the value, we have to respect that. And if somebody wants to pay the difference great, but it needs to be in cash so that, you know, it can be sold. We'll have to add economists to our list of people to invite on the show. Oh, man. <laughs> Especially if they're into crypto. <laughs> and if you had invested in Bitcoin 10 years ago, you could buy that house cash. <laughs> Bitcoin. Or now. Uh-huh. Just wait 10 years. That's right. That's what I'm saying. You could buy it now if you invested back in the day. Mm-hmm. We don't want to get Jacob off on a Bitcoin. Started. Don't, don't oh, get me okay. started. This podcast last My friend Michael's like that. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, I, I, I dabble in the stock market solid enough where I've like, I keep up with it. I, you know, I can talk, I can do it. But he, if you get him going, it's just like you're sitting in for a two hour conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we will not be having that podcast. No. That, that, yeah. That'll turn into a whole new podcast. <laughs> Jacob's Market Watch. Mm. <laughs> market Watch. Cryptic Crypto. Cryptic Crypto. Yeah. <laughs> Next week on Cryptic Crypto. Ooh, bits with Jacob. Crypto. Bits. Mm, bits Bitcoin. With, yeah. I like it. Jacob's Bits. Is that Bitcoin what you want to call it? Bitcoin Buddies. <laughs> not, Jacob's not, Bits. No, not. His fan <laughs> base would be like, what's up, no, Bits? No. Is? Be <laughs> 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 All rights reserved. <laughs> you better trademarked. get that trademark. Trademark. Yeah, you got to. Jacob's Bits. File now. Trademark. <laughs> And this is the last episode of It's Gonna Be Great. Tune in next week. We're going to talk about my bits. <laughs> All right. I think we're probably about ready to wrap up, huh, guys? Yep. All right. Well, yeah, thank you so much for joining us and to our guests. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Jacob's bits. Yeah. All right. Hold on, guys. You recorded it. Yeah, whatever. I'm going to wing it. Make sure that you follow this podcast on Spotify. At Jacob's Bits. If you're looking for real estate in South Central Wisconsin, go to hometeamforyou.com or give us a call. Until then, we'll see you next time. There will be more episodes, I promise. <laughs> All right. See ya. Bye. 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 Later.